Good evening, TDN listeners, and welcome to This Week in Interview with your host and guide, Anthony Drago. Welcome to my regular listeners, and I always tell you that I, I really appreciate the fact that you make the time to, to join me once a week for an hour or so for This Week in Interview. So a very special welcome to you. Uh, it's a very special welcome to you as well. If tonight is the first time that you're joining us for this week in interview, uh, my objective will, is to make you uh, become a regular listener as well. Special welcome to the Nature Isle, listeners on the Nature Isle, who, especially those who are listening to us um, through RVR Jams, an online radio station, uh, and they carry some of our programming, including this week in interview on DigiPlay Channel 59. Good night to you. And we want to say thank you to the management of RVR Jams for making it possible for folks on the Nature Isle to, to hear this week in interview. You know, we know that not all the communication infrastructure has recovered completely from the ravages of Hurricane Maria. And so we really appreciate the fact that RVR Jams is making it possible through their channel on DigiPlay. So if you know anybody who's in Dominica, you can give them a call, give them a text, tell them to tune in to DigiPlay Channel 59 and join us for this week in interview. As a matter of fact, every week I invite you to invite five others to listen to this week in interview. And why do I do that? Because uh, one of the objectives that we have on this week, I have on this week in interview is to inform you. But what do you do with that information? I would like you to take action. And so if there's enough people who are taking action, <clears throat> then we can become a movement. And, and so often nowadays we see that um, people are taking action on bad information, on false information. Everybody says that they have their own set of facts. And so we want to dispel that. I want to give you good information and then encourage you to take action. And so the more of us who do that in concert is the better. So if you invite uh, folks to listen with you, uh, that would be tremendous. So call people, text them, um, share the link with them that they can join us on this week in interview. And as you know, um, now you can, most times we are also on tdntv.net. So so we, we, we simultaneously um, uh, are streaming on TDN TV. We are on This Week in Interview Facebook page. We are on TDN Radio Facebook page. Of course, we are on TDNRadio.net. And you can find TDN Radio uh, uh, on your app. For example, My Radio Hot. If you go to My Radio Hot, you can find This Week in Interview. And most likely, your, your other favorite uh, radio stations, uh, online radio stations at My Radio Hot. So... Tonight I have a special, special treat. I, I have a guest because I'm still into that reading mode, encouraging you to read. So Sharon Dorival, that prolific writer, that really talented author, Sharon Dorival is going to join me. And, and as we're going into the hurricane season, she has a, a, a little book that, that, that's a well-written book um, called The Storm. Uh, and what she's doing is that, you know, she is huge on, on advocating anti-bullying. And so she, she did an analogy, well, she, she, uh, an impersonation, if you want to say, where, she, where a hurricane is behaving as a bully to, to sort of bring the message of, of the devastating impact 
of bullying in a context that Caribbean people can relate to because we all of us have these memories of um of of uh, of of bullying of hurricanes in the Caribbean. And then I have a, a, a really special treat uh, as well. Uh, you may have heard uh, on some of our other programmings and and some and in the last couple of weeks, um, we have a TDN network. We have a TDN network brand ambassador, and and I'm going to introduce you to her in a minute. Uh, we we all about creating. Uh, opportunities and we're all about uplifting our our people and and this young lady Nikima is an aspiring model she is very interested in fashion and in 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 representation using her her natural given talent her natural given beauty and um tdn radio uh, we're very proud very proud and honored that uh, she has agreed to be uh, the network's brand ambassador. So very, very warm welcome to you, to the TDN uh, network as our brand ambassador. I, I, wa um, I want to ask our, our listeners to give you a very warm welcome. So, so, so go ahead and introduce yourself to, to the you. audience. Thank you. Uh, my name is Naika. Uh, I'm 20 years old. Uh, I live in Scarborough, Ontario, and I used to live in Montreal, where we speak French. And I, my native, where I am born is in Haiti, and specifically in Port-au-Prince. And I, I grew up in Gonaïve, which is very beautiful. It's a very small part of, of, of Haiti. Well, how do you say that? Okay, everybody knows a part of Prince. Well, how did you say that? Um, Gonaive. Gonaive. We. Oui. Oh, okay, Gonaive. Yes. Great, great, great. And and your 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 first language is French. Uh it's Creole, but okay. Second language French. I like that. I like the fact. Third that English. You, I like the fact that you say Creole is your first is your first language. I I look forward to the day when Dominicans and Saint Lucians. We'll say Creole is even if we don't say it's first, we can say it's second because right now we treat it more like um, not really as a language per se. So I'm really happy to hear you say that Creole is your first language. So I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to ask you to to welcome my my TDN listeners to tonight's program. Do it in Creole for me, please. Donc, nous sommes. Nous, nous sommes ici pour nous dire euh, bienvenue dans TDN Radio. Oh. Écoutez-le pour Pivo Music Caraïbes. All right, all right. I, I, I love that. And, and you say you reside in, um, in Toronto, Canada? Yes. yes. yes what, I do you, do. what do you do there? What, what do you do? I study. I'm just finishing my high school diploma. Uh-huh. Um, there are circumstances that happen yeah. in my life that I end up that, here. That's fine. There's no, there's no explanation required. Obviously. <laughs> and but, but what are your aspirations? Um, in life, like past high school, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in life, I want to help the most people I can, mm -hmm. and also follow um, all the things I love in life: fashion, um, 
helping others. If I can mix everything I could do in one basket, I would. Mm, wow. So, so to fashion, the reason why you came to the attention of us at TDN is because of your interest in fashion. Yes. Uh, so what about fashion that appeals to you? I, I like it the way um, you can not only clothes, you don't make clothes define you. You wear it, you be proud of it. You can express yourself to what you wear, what you put on, what you showcase to others. It is very magnificent, but mm -hmm. there's obviously some, there's always some um, people who doesn't understand that, but I all totally understand that <laughs> it's not for everyone. It's not everyone who can understand what you like about something. About something That's what okay. I say. Right. Everyone have their own choice, their own opinion, their things that they love. And I love hearing other people, um, their, what they like, right. what they criticize, what they don't like, why you don't, you don't like it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I find it's interesting to learn about others, even though it's, uh, they don't share the same opinion as you. Fashion can help you that there's people like more dark colors or people like certain different styles. It's a way to bring everyone together to different uh, type, texture. You know, no, I don't know. It's very and, hard and, to and explain. So, and so with fashion, you like, what about fashion? Like clothes, shoes, makeup, what? Everything. Everything, huh? So you, you a bit less on the makeup side. A little less on the makeup side because you think you have it naturally. You don't need to do too much on the makeup. Yes, and I find I look a bit silly with a lot of makeup on. It doesn't suit me. Okay. It's not what is you know. There's a lot of people they can wear a lot of makeup. There's the you wear less makeup, and it's um, it's yeah. not for everyone. Everyone, you have your own opinion on how you wear your makeup and how you you put you apply it, and it's sometimes it doesn't fit with your facial features, and mine doesn't like it at all. It makes me age like ten years just applying it on. Okay, so I just like keeping it simple. You like keeping it simple. So your your expression of fashion is more with with your with your clothes. And uh, hair, and hair, and and your and whatever setting you you carry, and so, shoes, and shoes, and shoes. Not so, on the makeup section. So you you you, a uh, fashion high school. Is it is it your your plan to go to fashion school? Is that what is that what is, is that what you plan to do? No, I was thinking of going to law maybe, um, later on in life. But you need to at least have um, at least. Uh, to doctorate degree, I think, to have that. And you need a lot, of a lot of schooling to go to law school, just to get into law school. So you're thinking of going into law? Yes. Okay. So I, I, I mean, in return, in return for agreeing to, for, for being our, our ambassador, the face on TDN, we will have to see how we can put you in touch with with young women who have walked that path and, and become lawyers and see how we can, we, we, we can help to facilitate that for you because we, we love ambition um, in our people, especially, especially in, our, in, our young, in our young women. I don't know if you heard 
that um, there was an election in Anguilla. Uh, Anguilla is a little island right next to St. Martin. And um, there's a young lady who just won the seat. She won the seat um, that her, her, her competition was the premier, the head of the, the head of the government. And she beat him in the election. And mm. she and she's she's a lawyer. She's only 27 years old, but she's a lawyer. And she also won the Miss Universe pageant for Britain, but she, she's native Anguillan. So, wow. she, so she is a prime example of what I'm hearing you saying that, that I don't know about the politics side, if you're interested in politics, but at least, um, the, at least the fashion and the, and the legal profession side of it seem to, seem to matter. I, I was in my student council, if that helps. <laughs> there you go. Le leadership everywhere, okay? So, Nika, I, I want to tell you thank you so much for, for agreeing to be the face of TDN. I think TDN is well represented um, with your face because you're very beautiful. And, and you also, you. also, you're very articulate and, and very smart. So, we look forward to a very um, productive, uh, a very mutually beneficial relationship between the network and, and yourself. And, and it's very good. To I feel very proud to be able to introduce you to the audience, and I will have you back very often. So all the best, and thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me, and I am proud to represent TDN Radio. Awesome, awesome. Welcome aboard the TDN family. We are actually a family here, so you, you're family now, so welcome. Thank you. Awesome. All right, so this is, uh, there you have it, a uh, special little treat at the, at the start of the program, uh, introducing our TDN Network brand ambassador, Miss Nika, uh, interested in, in fashion and, um, and law, and law, and law. Our, our, our young um, ladies of African um, descent are displaying their, their ambition. All right, so... You know, if, you, if you're joining me, usually that I play the CARICOM anthem. So that's what I'm going to do now. I'm going to play a little bit of the CARICOM anthem. I wouldn't play too much of it. And when I come back, I'm going to be joined on the line by Miss Sharon Dorival. And we're going to be discussing her book entitled The Storm. And um, it's, it's a book that talks both about hurricanes as well as bullying and the impact the negative impact it has on, on, on folks, whether intentional or unintentional. So quick break. Let's listen to Mikel do, maybe we won't do the entire anthem, but do maybe a verse of the CARICOM anthem, and we'll be right back.
welcome. Um, we didn't get to do the character anthem, but I uh, want to do uh, a warm welcome back. Welcome back to, to Sharon. Um, Sharon Darival is an author. Uh, very prolific. She has, I, I think the last time when she was here, she had 13 books that she had published. And um, bullying is part of her, um, one of the areas of interest. And uh, she, she we, last time she was here, we spoke about Longer Joe. Longer Joe and um, takes on the bully. Uh, and tonight we're back to talk about the storm. Uh, I'm waiting for Sharon to join me on, on the line. Uh, I am there. You're there, Sharon. Okay, we just have not seen you when you're here. So, so welcome, welcome to this back. Welcome back, I should say, to this weekend interview. Um, can you can you hear me? Okay. Okay, I think I think Sharon hung up. So I'll just talk about the book until she joins us back. Uh, Sharon uh, lives in Canada as well. Uh, so they seem to be we seem to be making connections with Canada all over the place. And she, the book, the storm, the storm deals with uh, it, it, it impersonates uh, in, uh, a hurricane with a, a young a young boy who is um, who is who is who has a, a, an anger problem, and because of his anger, he he, he finds himself going into fits of temper in an uncontrollable way. Uh, and so his fits of anger and the effects of his fits of anger uh, are, are demonstrated as if it were a hurricane that was traveling through the islands and causing destruction as it moves along. And, and so I invite, because we are at the start of the hurricane season, uh, I, I wanted us to start to think about the hurricanes that affect the Caribbean so often and so uh, I, I, we, most of us know what we have to do to prepare for the hurricanes. We have to have uh, a disaster plan. Most countries have uh, a national disaster plan, but everyone should have a family disaster plan. You should communicate with your family before the storm. If, if this is happening, this is where we have the bag with the first aid kit. This is where we have um, canned goods. This is where a hurricane shelter is that we would run to a hurricane shelter to shelter from the storm. Uh, if we get separated, this is where we would go um, so that we can get reunited because we know communication gets disrupted uh, during, during a storm. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it, sometimes accidents happen because we did not anticipate certain things, certain events. But if you live in the Caribbean, uh, you are not supposed to be caught by surprise by a hurricane anymore. Because we know, especially like if you live in Dominica and St. Vincent, to Alessandro, Dominica, St. Lucia, Matnik, Guadeloupe, Haiti. Um, nowadays, um, the Dominican Republic, you know, as we go further up north, uh, the Virgin Islands. If you live anywhere in the Caribbean, uh, you you know that uh, it, it, storms come in the Atlantic during this season, and so you should not be caught by surprise. 
anymore. You should, you should have a disaster plan. You should have a disaster kit. You should know ahead of time what you, you are going to do if there is a hurricane watch and what does a hurricane watch mean and when it gets upgraded to a hurricane warning what does that mean and what steps uh, you and your family should take uh, everyone should have some kind of a waterproof container where you can put your, your essential documents um, you 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 need to have a little store some kind of store of non-perishable goods that can in cans or in plastic containers that can withstand water you you have to make provisions probably for high winds and therefore maybe you can secure the things that you don't want to lose you can secure them in case you have to get out in a hurry after the hurricane you can come back and and find it you need to make sure that you have flashlight that's with that's working uh water uh, and so on, depending on which island that you live. So the, all the islands have uh, a disaster preparedness office or committee, and they have guidelines and they have uh, lots of regulations that, that you can read. They do a lot of um, promotion right now uh, about hurricanes. So you should know, you should, you should listen often. You shouldn't just be on your phone texting or whatever it is. Uh, you should you should pay attention to to those um, authorities who so you can get reliable information. That's the other thing. Uh, there is usually a lot of um, Nika went away. I was going to ask you a question, but that's okay. Um, no, you didn't go. You're still there, right? Uh, I, I want you to stay. Stay with me until uh, even and, until Sharon comes because I I, I don't know. I'm not, can you say something? I didn't hear your audio a minute ago. Your mic. Your mic oh, okay. Yeah. So you okay, I see. All right. So have you ever experienced a hurricane? Yes, I have. You have. So you were in Haiti for, for one of these storms? That um, yes, until I was 10. Okay, okay. And so, so what is your, when you hear hurricane season is coming, what kind of thoughts do you have about it? Is it, is it exciting? Because I remember when I was young, we used to be excited about hurricanes. Oh, yeah. It used to be exciting because since there was always school, it looks like it was cool all the time. Mm -hmm. And usually we had homework the next day. So when we heard hurricane, we were like, yay! <laughs> but now I'm like, oh, if I think back at it, I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because because we um devastation is more common i remember uh when when i was when i was i'm going to date myself but when i was growing up the the older folks used to talk about hurricanes a lot and we as young kids used to get excited hurricane hurricane because never used to happen and then in 1979 um hurricane david came through and hurricane david was horrible and it affected so many people and so many people lose their homes a number of persons lost their lives and it was sobering you know all of a sudden the stark reality of how devastating a hurricane can be because before that we used to hear our parents and grandparents talk about a hurricane but that used to, i think it was in the 60s or you know hurricane janet and, and so on yeah um but when hurricane david came and we experienced it it, it, it started like a new era 
of, of major hurricanes making landfall. And, and so I, I, I see what you're saying. When you're younger, you're younger. So, so Sharon is with us. Hey. Hey, hi, Benika. Hi. Welcome. Hi, Sharon. Thank you. You're welcome to you too. All right. So, so I was talking about the hurricane part of the storm because uh, we, yes, tonight we're talking about your book, Sharon. Welcome. Good night. Thank you. Good night. I was hearing everything, but you just couldn't hear me. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the technology devils get get involved, and and for a monkey wrench into things, you know. Yeah. yeah. So right well, now I'm using my phone. First time using the phone. So. Okay. But you hear? I'm seeing you clearly, and I'm hearing okay. you clearly. So we're fine. So let's just launch right into it. Uh, your book, The Storm. Uh, it, it it juxtaposes or impersonifies uh, a, a young boy with a temper with a hurricane. And, 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 and so I thought that was a very fascinating um, way of, of bringing two messages out to get people to think about the hurricane season, as well as to push your message that you're so passionate about, um, your message of, um, of anti-bullying. So, so talk about your, your idea. How, how did this idea come about to write that book? So I think it started in 2013 with a company named Bookrix. It's a German company. And their idea was to take over the book industry via ebook. Yeah, they thought that the physical books were going out of style and ebook could be the new norm. So I was interested in that. I used to write books and I decided to take part with, with them and then they had different contests and I entered the contest. One contest being a charity relief program for disasters. And that's when I wrote that book. And at the same time, there was, I was working for the Oscar program, which is an all after school program in Camrose. And I saw how much kids are being bullied and they had the contest also stating an anti-bullying challenge. So they said to come up with some art form, all of us should take part if we want into any art form we want. I decided to do the written word. Some did um, drawing, some did fashion, some did um, radio. So my own was um, the book. At first it wasn't like that. It wasn't like the book. I just um, printed it. So it was like really, <laughs> just in the rough when I brought it to the um, social workers down on the main street. I was really sick that day, but something tell me in the morning, you have to get up sick or not, you have this cold, get up and bring your work. So I brought it, dressed up in my winter coat and stuff and go. And Sandra McClay, she's a Jewish lady, she from my church. And she told me, you know, we have to do more than that. When she read my story, she said, I'm bringing it to the radio because she's uh, she likes to act. She's an actor. Mm -hmm. She's very big in um, theater up here. So I was scared. But like, anyways, I'm here to say, well, she's going to be behind you. What day to be scared? She's going to be with you every day. So I went to that studio in um, East Link in, in Camerose. And we went every week. None fail. I was sick. But I doggedly went. And this lady, she was there with me, coaching me. And they recorded me and take pictures over and over. And I read over and over, and we go, and then finally, we they put on the radio, on the TV, which I never got to see it, unfortunately, because I'm always busy. 
But people all over cameras want to see me. Say, I saw you. I saw you. You on the t- you were on the TV. You did something for the children. Thank you. Thank you. The kids like it. And that is how this went. And I further decided, okay, you know what? It went, it was a good success. So I went through Offer House mm-hmm. and we did the physical copy of the book. So now we have both the ebook and the physical copy of this book available. And there's also audio reading it as well, the audio somewhere, but you don't know where that is? I um, I know where it is. I don't have a copy. The TV okay. has it. Or oh, the television. Yeah, okay. the That's television funny. has it. They own that. Okay, so tell, tell, give the listeners a, a brief synopsis of, of the book. Um, I don't know if you have anything prepared to read, but even if you don't, yeah. you can just summarize it quickly. Okay, so what I wrote as the back cover was, this is Sharon's tales about being mean, not about thinking about the repercussions and having no consideration for others. It will stay forever fixed in your mind. This book is part of a series helping those in need with your writing, disaster relief charity campaign, and was written for the anti-bullying challenge in Camrose, Alberta. All right, and, and so in, uh, in the book, you, you, your, your main character switch, I don't know if he switches, but, but in tandem, you carry both of them, both as a young boy, as well as a hurricane. And and, he, and and you step him from island to well island to island, Barbados to St. Lucia to Martinique to Dominica. Mm-hmm. And, and so those of us who are from the islands, um, that brings with us a sense of a hurricane that's approaching us. Um, uh, but you are doing it from the perspective of the hurricane, as if the hurricane yeah. is a person and, and causing and causing. So 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 is it that you're trying to to have the message that a bully may not necessarily be a wicked person, it may just be a person that's not realizing the consequences of his action? Is that is that yes, what you sort of? I was trying to impersonate the weather because this is what I could relate and many people could relate with. In Alberta, they don't really know what a hurricane is unless they have been to the Caribbean and have witnessed it for themselves. So right. by me writing it that way, they were getting a feel of how it's feel to be in a hurricane, but in the form of a little boy. And like, really, what did that little boy feel? What did he want? That's why I went on to describe, like, but just using the hurricane and the different islands to represent different people, you know, the pebbles, his sweat, his tears, all the emotions that a boy or a bully or even like the the victims of the bully experience, but in the form of how I see it as a hurricane, how I've experienced hurricanes in my life. So like when you hear in the wind and all the brushing, oh, are they throwing at you? So this is how I decide to write it. And I had more, but as you might have seen from my criticism, they had sent me to take off all the, the complicated um, literature I had put in there. So I wrote it just simple as they wanted it. And that is what I ended up with when I shot on the word. No, I, I think, uh, as I told you before, what I like about your writing is that you you do such a good job of of bringing the scenes to life. Uh, it, it's, it's as though your readers can easily transform themselves mm-hmm. into that setting. And and once again, you you did it really well in in the storm. Uh, several several themes I see running through the storm. 
the fact that you you're representing the bully by a child um mm -hmm. it brings out an emotion that we don't normally associate with when we think about the bully we normally don't feel sympathetic towards a bully um we we think about a bully as somebody who wants somebody to teach him a lesson and mm -hmm. to and to put him in his place which is sort of like the message we had the last time with longer joe um when longer joe stood up to the bully and and gave him a taste of his own medicine this mm -hmm. one is from a different angle trying to understand that it may not all be his fault let's be sympathetic there's that there's that mm -hmm. one theme uh, and and so that's one approach to bullying uh the other the other thing is that is the concept of um remorse so so if we can get to a bully the way you get past bullying is mm -hmm. to is to express remorse so mm -hmm. i i think that you you handle all of those complex um themes and let me just tell listeners that if you like reading like i like to read i like to not just when i read i read in layers uh, i i see what the author says on the book but i also try to go a couple st um stages deeper and try to understand what what was in that person's mind at the time what 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 that made them approach the character or, or the scene or the circumstance from that particular perspective and and so if uh readers who who like to to do that you, you should get sharon's work um this book um the storm is a book you will enjoy reading it's a very quick read and um but but it's a quick read in a sense that you can go from the first page to the last page quickly. But, the, but it's also, uh, there's a, like I said, it's overlaid with a lot of themes. So you, you, it's a book you will go back and read and, and get a different message each time. So I encourage the listeners to, to get the work because part of this whole reading series that I'm doing is to encourage you, the listener, to support our writers. Uh, I, I don't want it where they just write, they put it out there, and one book sells a month or, or whatever. I want you to go out there and buy the books. The books are not expensive. So, so make a collection of the books. You never know which one of those books is uh, your, one of your kids, your nieces, your nephew is going to pick it up and it's going to speak to them. And that's how some people pick their career. So, 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 so Sharon, uh, you say you wrote that book for, for a contest. And when yes. you were, when you were here before, you also said that anti-bullying is one of your passions, one of the, one of the, one of the areas that you work really um, in. Um, I know that you also working you uh, about to release some work on um, on sexual abuse. So yes. is it that is it that your writing is a lot inspired by um, giving a voice to people who may not necessarily be able to speak up for themselves or who, who are being bullied, so to speak? Sometimes. Most of it are tied with my real, uh, my relationships mm -hmm. and what I have been through, like what I've experienced, what I've seen my friends and even um, other people have experienced. Like the one on sexual abuse, it's not my story per se, it's Amory's and you will meet her soon. Um, but I, I helped her write it. I went deep. I was able to go into her emotion and to really feel her, mm -hmm. feel her story. And like, based on what I have experienced in my village, I have seen people, I was able to write this book and I, 
I hope you'll read it. I wasn't to say um, sexually abused, but I got I came close as you read in the book, and that's why I was able to finish that book. And I, when I write, I write for therapy for myself. Instead of closing myself into a shell, I went into my deeper thoughts, deeper emotions, and I released, as you see in the storm in Longer Joe, and then you will see in the, in the where you mom. So I like to say to give a voice as you you said it to people who are afraid to talk. And you know, we haven't put the book out yet, but we have sent the trailer out and we are getting many comments. Some people are starting to talk and they're calling on to the social workers to go into the school, to come out to the homes and see what's going on with the children. Look at that. And they send some parents are wicked. Some mothers are allowing the step mother fathers to abuse the kids. And I've seen that with my brothers, how my, I, my dad left at a tender age. I like when I needed him the most, I was eight. He was gone. He wasn't really too good to say gone. He was in the village, as you know, in the Caribbean, but he was out of the home. So then my mother introduced me to stepfathers. And, you know, as I said in this book, um, sexual, sexual abuse book, where are your mom? They don't, they don't come for your, for your mother. You know, they came for me. I was the first. The step that, that one of the steps that I mentioned there, it was for me. It was after me, but you know what? I call on my ancestors and I say over oh, my dead body, I am not going through that. What I see my friends go through. And that night when he attacked me, I fight. And you know the soccer. My mother was in the hospital, Princess Margaret Hospital, giving birth to his child. When he approached me, tell me it wouldn't hurt. But you know what? He didn't go through. Praise the Lord. And you will read the rest in the story. I'll end there. Yeah, because we have to do a special just to tell, just to give listeners what we're planning. We definitely are planning to have a, a, a special um, feature around that yes. book. Um, Sharon, you, Sharon is work completing in, the, in its finishing stages of a work, as she told you, as entitled um, Where Are You, Mom? Uh, and it's a, it's a work that explores uh, the sexual abuse from the perspective of the victim who is feeling that her, her mother should be there to be able to protect her. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we, we, we don't have to go too deep into that because we will yeah. certainly have um, a feature on that. It might take more than one one hour interview to, to, to totally flesh it out and to unpack it. But again, as I said, it, it, it's keeping you that theme that you handle so well and so often of, of victims of, of bullying because it's a, it's a type of bullying. And some yes. bullies, uh, just like in hurricanes, like in the storm, you you make the personification of of a hurricane. Mm -hmm. Different hurricanes have more devastating impact than mm -hmm. others. Uh, and so it it was interesting that, but again, that's why I thought it curious that you you chose a little boy uh, to to represent the hurricane, and not a, not a grown man. Not mm. not somebody that we would be angry at, but somebody oh, that yeah. we would we would seek to understand. Uh, mm. And so, from that point of view, though, how how do you reconcile that anger that people feel towards a bully, and 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 the the need to sometimes stop and try to understand why a bully is that way? So as you see, I continue for. Like I introduced Mother Nature and Mother Nature came and embraced him. And then he would say, Mother Nature, did you come for me? 
That way he went over the, I can read the part where he went near the blue. Um, where she said, would those people care for him? Would they want to run away? He didn't huddle them again in fear and discouragement. Oh, why did I come so far? Hello, Ken, said a familiar voice. What on earth are you doing here? Mother Nature, did you come for me? Cried Kenny, tears breaking down afresh. I'm sorry, I was so mean. I won't be naughty anymore. Right. And as you say, how did I come? That is my way of breaking it in to say, you know what? He he was remorseful. He realized, oh my God, what did I do? His friends no longer want to play with him. You know, because if nobody wants to be with among somebody that's throwing stones at them, that's throwing dirt in their eyes, you know, nobody. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what exactly what a hurricane does. It throws the trees at you, it throws the cars at you. <laughs> throws everything at you and, and, and in terms yeah. of a bully that's what a bully does it does stuff he does. Like, but but you also you're also making it look like that bully is a lonely person he's just looking yeah. to be understood understood and be he wants friends he wants friends like yeah. do you i mean you're here and you're listening to the conversation um yeah. have you have you experienced bullying at school no but I've protected people, but I've not experienced it myself since I am very tall and look very mean most of the time when I'm at school. So <laughs> it's not that it's not that you are a bully, right? No, it's not that. Usually, I get it's just those childish things that boys do to annoy me all the time. Mm -hmm. But other time, I'm pretty much by myself. Mm. Okay. But so, but but you've, you've witnessed bullying and you've stepped in sometimes. Yes, I always help. If I see something that's not right, I will help. If I didn't, I was not here. I cannot help. That's why I say. Right, right, right. Okay. I'll protect anybody, even if I don't know you. Right. I'll step in. Sometimes, like I even get yelled at for stepping in. Sometimes you get yelled at for stepping in, but you step yes. in anyway. Yes. Sharon somebody after your own character longer joe yes Stepping yes <laughs> she has to read uh, you, longer joe. yeah we, we need to get you a copy of um longer joe sharon's other book yeah. longer joe takes some and we we need people like nika because i know those that always want to fight but those who step up to the plate to protect and say hey no this is enough stop it we will not tolerate that we need more people like that yeah, they always call me the mother of the group. The mother of the group, okay. Yes. I, I, and you know, that is important now because um, in leadership in the world, in politics, there, we, have a, we have a set of leaders now in a number of countries that seem to use bullying to get their way. Mm -hmm. And so the, the work that you've done, the way you try to get folks to to understand what 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 goes on in the head of a bully, because mm -hmm. that's the only way. That's the only way we will eliminate bullying is is if we understand the motivations and the characteristics of a bully, and then therefore we can probably try to make sure that we um, neutralize those those mm -hmm. instances beforehand. And so so that's 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 another message that I get from your writing in comes to bullying is 
maybe if 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 somebody listened to the bully early on before he became a full-fledged bully then he would not have become a bully okay. is that am i i did i interpret that right because when it first started it started where he was just trying to get folks to want to understand and yeah. be with him and it's not that he was now he was sad he wasn't deprived as you see at the beginning of anything he had everything you he, um, anybody would wish for i just say he was a happy boy you know he had a glorious tools vacation in beautiful barbados you know he had a healthy breakfast everything so why bully is because he wanted something more he yearned for something more maybe a deeper connection with his friends you know yeah so that's why i like i i went in and said okay yeah modern nature came and said okay and he said thank you like tell, basically tell, thank you to mother nature for coming for me i am sorry and he said why what did i what am i doing he asked in the middle what am i doing like people are running away from him right you know like what am i doing like no this is not a way of making friends you know that's basically what i was trying to imply in this story yeah and it came across we came across clearly where mm -hmm. when somebody's witnessing uh somebody being mean or bullying or being violent to somebody else yeah, we look at it and we, and we say, how can that person yeah. be that way? Yeah. But there might be times where that person right. is not even realizing the mm -hmm. impact or the consequences that they that they're having, and so people like Nicola would um, who would be able to step in would probably create the space mm -hmm. where where the conversation can take place um, to to show the bully the devastating impact that he has on uh, on, on 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 folks and so folks. i asked I, before you came on i asked nika nika about her um about experiencing hurricane so what hurricane did you experience in dominica sharon um a hurricane hugo uh -huh. i think that was 1988 um we were living close to the river when the river overflowed the banks and came right in, you know, all the waves are coming into Kaliho. Um, what other hurricane? Well, I wasn't there for Hurricane Maria and the earlier that I left in 99. So you're, too hurricane young, Hugo, you're too young to remember one, Hurricane David, eh? No, I was too young. One year after. Okay. That's when I was born. But I was told about it by my husband. My husband actually told me during Hurricane David, he flew and his mother had to reach out and grab him. You know, almost caught his neck with the alvernage because like he opened the door to see and then here he went flying, thinking that it was just like a peaceful thing. He's too curious. Yeah, Hurricane David was terrible. Mm -hmm. He told me like oh, even months after there were dead bodies um, coming down in the Rosa River. Yeah, it was it was bad. It, it was uh, the scale of destruction was almost on the scale of Hurricane Maria. Mm -hmm. I not, I'm not sure of the strength of the winds uh, or that kind of thing, but because we were at a different place in our development, yeah. um, maybe a weaker stumble. It was, it was, it was the worst storm that they had seen up till then. Yeah. yeah. But I think Hurricane Maria decimated Dominica more. I mean, yes, we had more deaths, but what about the, it? The Hurricane Maria totally destroyed the whole vegetation of Dominica. Hurricane what did David, what Hurricane, Hurricane David, David do? Hurricane David too? as well, yeah. Um, the difference, why well, I know the winds was probably stronger if Hurricane Maria and Hurricane David, because after Hurricane Maria, you see so many of the trees where the, the back of the trees was stripped away. 
mm-hmm. right? I didn't see that in Hurricane David. So that David. tells me that Maria was stronger. And last, and, you know, and the other major difference is that Hurricane David happened during the daytime. So it was daylight. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Maria happened um, overnight. So that adds to the terror. And, mm-hmm. and, and, also, and, and of course, Hurricane Maria was much, the winds were much stronger. But in terms of devastation, um, the forests were destroyed just as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was in Casper at the time. You could stay on one end of the village and see the other end where you could never imagine you could see before wow. um, mm-hmm. because the trees were, 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 a lot of trees were broken. Um, the impact on housing uh, was, was similar. Uh, we did not have as much... Uh, devastation of water because at the time I think Dominica had better conservation practices. Mm-hmm. We, we we still had trees on the banks of the rivers, and 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 most of the farming was done where you had windbreaks. Mm-hmm. Every so have so many acres you have mm-hmm. a set of trees that they call a galba tree. You yeah. have a lot of galba trees and so trees. that would um, act as windbreaks. So those were built into the into the so we had conservation measures that um, were not in place during Hurricane Maria. So but what happened to all those trees? Did people cut them down? People cut them down to plant bananas. <laughs> so so they, uh, that's what I'm saying. Conservation measures were different. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. conservation measures were different at the time. I, 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 and that is one of the things that I see a lot of. I, when you see some of these hotels and some of these places that's been built in the mountains, mm-hmm. and they basically strip the top of the mountain to put down a hotel, of, and I always wonder who's doing the environmental impact um, studies before they do those those projects, because anytime it rains, you see our rivers turn brown because so much brown. of our topsoil has been washed away. Another thing that we used to have is a lot of our land used to be protected with that grass, that grass that they call vectivin. Yes. That they used to plant to make mats and those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So they would plant a lot of that on the edge of banks. Oh, banks. So, that it, so it would control erosion and, and runoff. So Dominica and, and some of the islands are in need of a really strong conservation um, program. Very strong conservation program is required. So to go back to that, um, the, you know, the re-establishment of our forests, re-establishment of windbreaks, um, re-vegetation on the riverbanks to protect the rivers, and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Nika, one of these days, we'll take you to Dominica, so you will see, um, see what we're talking about. But but you live in Haiti, so I, I, I suspect the terrain, um, yeah, just in parts of Haiti, would be similar, where it's mountainous and, and, and so on. Yeah, those part I don't. I was not living around there, so I didn't see them well. I went once, but otherwise, oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. If it comes to hurricane, it doesn't do that much of a damage. It's more like the earthquakes that hits hard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because in the Caribbean, we're not only prone to hurricanes. Hurricanes um, are in the fore of our mind because every year we have a hurricane season. Yes, but we're also prone to to earthquakes, like you said. Mm-hmm. And, and in Dominica, we're prone to volcanoes um, and, and that kind of thing. So, so yeah, the Caribbean needs a really robust um, disaster preparedness. Let me, let me just say for listeners who joined us after we started, um, tonight I'm talking 
one more time to Sharon Darville. And we were talking about her book entitled The Storm. The Storm is written uh, to, to personify uh, a hurricane with a, with a young boy who's throwing a, temp, a temper tantrum and, and pelting stuff and causing destruction without even realizing how much he, destruction that he's causing. And, and so um, because it's the hurricane season, uh, I, want, I want our listeners to be thinking about hurricanes, not, 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 in, not to be fearful, but to be prepared, to have your disaster preparedness plan, to have your kits and so on in place. We invited uh, Sharon came on to, to help us because it, it, it's COVID time. Even if they're letting some of us out of our homes, we're still mostly spending time at home and we're reading. And even when we go back out, I want you to maintain the habit of reading. And so uh, most of the things that we do, I want, to, I want to bring it in and around a book, around some writing. And, I, and also we had another uh, a special treat because we had um, Nika. Nika. I introduced her. Nika, Nika, I'm sorry. Nika. Nika. It's uh, okay. pronunciation. Nika is TDN Network Broadcast Ambassador or Brand Ambassador. Um, beautiful face representing us, and, up, and from what I've seen so far, a very strong and courageous spirit. And so she's going to fit right in into the TDN family. So we're pretty much at the end of the hour. Uh, so, so Sharon, I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to say final words about your anti-bullying um, work. And, and anything else that you want to say out to the folks about um, the hurricane season? One thing I want to say, this book, The Storm, any proceeds that I make, it always go directly towards the disaster relief to in, in Dominica uh, during hurricane season or anytime. Anything I make, doesn't matter, $10, $100 I make, it goes straight home. So if you would encourage us, buy the book and support the effort. Um, also, uh, just um, be more vigilant. I know Hurricane Maria left us pondering and in much need, but we should also be prepared ourselves. Don't depend on our government to help you, but try to prepare your homes and everything. Have your water. Be ready to run. Always ready to be with a sneaker, ready to run, not just a pushing because you can get caught foot, have sneakers on. And the people who are bullied, I want you to say, stay firm, stand up, and speak out. Yeah, because most times all that's all you need to do is stand up to a bully. To stand up. And I would like to add also. Uh -huh. Yes, um, there is also recent bullying that people don't know about since the people themselves don't know they're being bullied and there should be an explanation about that. Yeah. Um, because I, not long ago I had um, a campaign for anti-bullying and there's a lot of people that did that reported being bullied and they didn't even notice they were being bullied. That's interesting. Tell, talk, talk, talk a little bit more about that. What type of, if you have an example or an experience of a circumstance where somebody didn't even realize that what was happening to them was bullying? Because I know it's a bit of joking hazard here. They just, they're joking. They're like, oh, yeah, you're, a you know, bad words, telling you bad words every day, hating you, like friends, friendly, you know, friendly. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But you think they're your friends, but they're not. And even them, they don't 
actually notice they're bullying you. They think they're joking with you all this time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of how we should teach them that this is actually an act of bullying Mm -hmm. and that we need to stay nice to each other when we're friends. We don't Mm -hmm. insult each other or hate each other constantly Mm -hmm. every day. Yeah. So in other words, if you have a relationship with a person, whether it's a friend relationship or a working relationship or a romantic relationship, if your interaction with that person lets you keep leaves you with a feeling like you somebody's imposing their will on you, or you feel intimidated, or you feel like you must do what the person says to do for whatever reason. Yes, that's that. that's his bullying. That, that's that, bullying. That's bullying. Right. Yes. And it's not just that the person has a stronger relation um, personality than you do. You should be able to e- express yourself mm-hmm. um, in whatever relationship that you're in. You should be able to express yourself without feeling intimidated. Yes, you should respect each other as friends. If, if the if the joke needs, if you're joking, make sure it is clear that you're joking. Clear. Mm-hmm. Not like you say something mean and say, oh, I'm just mm-hmm. joking. That's just joking. that's they're just being mean. You hurt someone's feeling for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's not a joke if someone's no. get hurt. No. Right. Like, like my that. husband always say, mm-hmm. they always say, um, I'm joking when it doesn't go right. When the joke doesn't go right, they say, I'm joking. I was just joking. But really, were they? Yes, because behind every joke, there's also a truth. The truth, yes, just so, a little. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes the joke is a serious joke, and and it's, yes. it's, just, it's just a matter of insensitivity, right? Yeah. Some people, yeah. some people actually know that they that they're doing it on purpose. They know they have they can have their way with a person, mm-hmm. a friend or whoever, and so they take advantage of them deliberately, yes. you know. And, and and some other people just like. They, they just like to dominate. They like to be mm-hmm. your friend because they can dominate you. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so, and, and so that that is what I'm hearing. You say, I like that. I like, I like, I, I like that I you that to, you bring that up. It's yeah. okay to say no. Bullies should know. It's okay to say no. You don't always have to answer yes to your friend. You can say no and stand firm. I don't feel no guilt trip. You know, I don't have any yes. guilt. Trip. You have so, your reason. You can say no. So, yes. so you you think that. Is it beneficial that most people should just practice to say no for the sake of learning to say no? To say no? Well, that with kids, usually the young kids I find they don't know no, they don't understand the meaning of no. So yeah, we probably can reintroduce it to adults. No, it's enough. No, I'm not going to do that. We have to practice that. We should. Because yeah, we should. Because I, I um. One of the things that I, I, I read about is different types of personality. And they're saying basically there are three types of personalities. Um, somebody who's going to fight. So, so something somebody comes up to you in a new situation, you're going to stand and fight them. Mm-hmm. You're going to run away or you're going to try to make friends. Mm-hmm. And so if you have somebody who has that fight personality, so they're confrontational, they're dominant. Mm-hmm. And you have a personality where you try to make friends, or your your tendency is to run away. But because of the type of relationship, you cannot run away. Let us say it's your old your, your sibling, your brother, your sister. Or you so you ha- you you cannot run away from that person. You live in the home with them. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just a good exercise that people can practice to say no. 
Yes. Practice to say no on little things as of no consequence. Say no just because you want to say no. Mm-hmm. And then so you learn and you develop that muscle of being able to say no so that when you get into a situation where you need to say no, you already know how to say no, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yes, that yeah. Makes sense. I like that. I like that. And and you know, every I always like to say at the end of every program, um, I like to leave my audience with something that they can do about the topic. And if so, if a topic creates so with two themes tonight. Is the hurricane season, make sure that you're prepared. Mm-hmm. Have your disaster preparedness kit. Know where you get your reliable information from. Know what action you will take. Um, all family members should know how to get in contact with each other. If they get separated and their phones don't work, where will you go to? And so that's, that's crucial. And then on the, on the bullying aspect, um, try to recognize that you're in a situation where you're being bullied. Stand up to the bully. But also, if you, even if you don't think that you are being bullied, if your personality is such that you, you try to avoid confrontation, you need to build that muscle to stand up and say no sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a good place to end it. So I want to thank uh, Sharon for coming on. All right. And, um, and Nika as well for, for coming as well. And a brilliant conversation. I love, I love the, the program. And I look forward to sharing to our work that we're going to do um, on, on, um, sexual. on sexual abuse. I look forward to that. We need to put, we'll put that together. And Nika, I look forward to seeing your face on TDN stuff as we go forward. And of course, it's not just a face. Mm-hmm. You, tonight, you prove that you also have a very great intellect and you have ideas and mm-hmm. those are always welcome at TDN and we encourage, we encourage you to encourage you encourage that as well all right so all the best ladies all right. um, enjoy the rest of the week and um, my audience uh, thank you for staying with us for this week in interview uh, and and if if you I encourage you to go back and look at the program the podcast will be on on tdnradio.net and you also will have the, um, the, the video um, live on tdntv.net. And I will also put um, a link on this weekend interview Facebook page as well. So thank you so much, ladies. Um, good night. Good night, audience. Good night, Anton. Good night. Good night. Good night.